You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. What's up, y'all? What is going on? We are finally back from all of the ayahuasca ceremony posts, and we are now reintegrated back into real life (laughs) away from Costa Rica. It's been a process. You know what? It's been really interesting to see the kinds of responses we were getting uh, from the ayahuasca episodes. People were like, oh my God, I would be just like you. I would definitely not trust. I'd be so scared. Yeah. But there were a lot of people who were like, you know what? I definitely want to try it now or like yeah. I'm thinking about trying it. So it's funny actually after we got back, I was kind of thinking, I wish in some ways that I went a little harder, but then I also got the experience that I needed to get, but it was kind of fun to look back on it and go, that was a really crazy time. You know what? It's funny. I've been talking to you about it with a lot of people and part of me is like, you know, looking back and going like, I should have done all four days or whatever. But like, I remember, then I go, remember what it was like when I was there. And I was like, nope, nope. (laughs) I was like, oh, I should have gone more like that that Wednesday. And then in the moment I was like, no, we were terrified. And we had, there were so many emotions during it. It was, we've had a lot of people ask us about it. And and it sounds like if anyone is considering it, they're considering going to Rhythmia, which we can't speak highly enough of the actual facility. The people were amazing. I mean, it was like start to finish, just the best experience you could possibly have. So. So we're back. Jill just went snowboarding again. She's like a pro now. Ten it's times in one season. It's X games, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, I've been ten times now. And um, yeah, I'm getting better. I'm falling less. I'm going faster. This It was super powdery up there, so it's just a little bit different. Like every time it's been super different. Yeah. So I'm getting Danny to come with me in a couple of weeks, even though she's a little bit nervous about her neck. Yeah. I'll TBT, it- if you guys remember her neck issues from last fall. We're not that fun. Yeah. It will be game time decision. I'll see. I'll either board or I won't board, but either way, I'm going to go. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. <laughs> so we got a really interesting, if you guys aren't in our Facebook group, we'd love for you to join. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com, it takes you right to our Facebook group. And we have some discussions around, um, around some of our episodes in there. Sometimes we have suggestions for other episodes, just some great conversations. And this was a really great one. Um, a gal. It was in response to the Policing Your Friends episode, right? Yep. It was in response to Policing Your Friends. And we talked about Lewis Howes and a woman named Candace wrote in and she said she was writing about trusting women because she thought it was something interesting about how 
an influencer, which we already said his name, so we might as well, that Lewis cheated on his girlfriend. And his whole brand is based on men stepping up. And so she said that she felt, you know, she felt duped about following him and all of that. But then she said, but here's the question. What perplexes me is that there were other women around him who also befriended his girlfriend. And some of them were also other influencers and other women who are also like known for speaking up, speaking on authenticity, speaking on spirituality, etc. And they were seen at his masterminds and functions. So she asked, did none of those people know about the deception? Did they not see or hear anything? Or was it not in their professional interest to speak up? Did they have his girlfriend's back? Are women remaining silent part of the problem? And I'm more interested to know how the other high profile women influencers dealt with his lies as it highlights for me the issue of trusting other women. So I thought this is, there's a whole lot to unpack there. We'll talk about this instance specifically, but then just others. And I think it was just a really great conversation because especially in the, where we're at the, the Me Too movement and all of these things, it's like speaking up is an issue, not speaking up, seeing something and not saying something. And what is yours to say something about? If you do see something, there's like, there's a lot. I still go back to the, especially for this instance, and I think we'll talk more about different instances of trusting women and relationships mm-hmm. and kind of things like that. But in this particular instance, I still, to me, it comes down to two separate issues. One is the actual cheating, which you and I are kind of like, we, we kind of talked about. And I think everyone, most people listening would probably agree that it's like kind of disgusting behavior if that's not part of the rules of the relationship yep. or that's not allowed in the relationship. It's gross behavior, but it's also not any of our business. It's also between that couple and what they want to do. And no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. And you and I both know that it's a lot more common than we think. And so that's one thing. And, you know, Danny and I both have been friends with Lewis. We've known him for a long time. And we both, neither one of us knew that he was actually, you know, like acting on, you know, whatever, or being with someone else. That wasn't something that we knew. Um, but that's like a whole separate issue that the issue that maybe Candace is bringing up and that has been brought up by other influencers. And this is where I think the line, the sand is, is you're not going to be in your integrity in your own business, especially if you have a personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing if you have a corporation and you're the CEO, but no one really knows you. And that's not really your messaging. But if your messaging is, you know, stepping up or authenticity or honesty or, you know, communication or, you know, whatever that is, and you're not living that, it feels kind of gross. And I think that there is a responsibility there if you decide to take it on to addressing it in your own business. But to Candace's point, it might not be, you know, he might, someone might not see it as financially beneficial or professionally beneficial. I know for a fact that, you know, Lewis has lost business as a result of this, but maybe he believes it's a lot less than if he kind of started talking about it more. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of mentioned this in the last episode, talking about it just specific to this circumstance and maybe why I didn't speak up or why Jill didn't speak up was, you know, we kind of talked about this. So we've, we've known Lewis for a long time and we've seen not like there was, I definitely didn't know um, that he was having any kind of cheating or affairs like that, but he's, you know, been kind of flirtatious. And so we've seen that kind of thing that, you know, maybe if I had known my husband was making those kind of comments, it would have upset me, but it was also like, okay, I don't know generally well, or I didn't at least at the time. And it's like, what, what's my goal of telling her if her boyfriend was like making a flirtatious comment, right? So I think there's that thing of going, where's the line in the sand? Like, what's my business and what's not my business? Now, Jill and I have had this conversation of 
listen, if my boyfriend or husband was doing something, you would tell me. And she's like, yes. And I want you to tell me as well. So we've had this conversation as friends going, look, if you ever see something, please tell me. Yep. But when you don't have that conversation and you're not necessarily friends with that person, there is... The lines are blurred. Th- yeah. There's like a you're lot like, of great... What is my... A lot of gray area. Yeah, exactly. What is my... What's my business? Yep. You know, and for all we know, they might have had, you know, something in their relationship that allowed for this to happen, you know? So I know you've had a little bit of story of that too. I think, and we talked about this a little bit before, but if you guys have, you know, close girlfriends of yours, and I know this is kind of like a morbid kind of subject and it might even feel awkward to bring up, but what I have recommended is with all my close friends asking them, I mean, never assuming that it would ever happen, but also going, hey, if I saw something that I knew for a fact your husband or your partner was cheating on you, like I knew it for a fact, would you want me to bring it up to you? Or if he was just acting in an inappropriate way that I think you wouldn't appreciate, and I saw it, would you want me to bring that up to you? And I know for a fact there are some women who would, wouldn't want to know, yep. right? Yep. And you and I have both confirmed that both of us want to know, but I think that's an important conversation to have with your girlfriends. I think it is because I had you know, some girlfriends of mine who one of her husbands was, uh, my friend's husband was hitting on her best friend. And it was like a really weird situation and ended up kind of like splitting up their friendship because you put someone in a position of going, do I trust my friend or do I trust my, my spouse who's going to deny it or possibly deny it? And then what happens? Like there's kids involved. Do if it's, if nothing, if there was no lines crossed, but it was inappropriate comments or inappropriate things to say, okay, now my friend can't come around the house anymore because I don't want her around my husband. And there's just, there's just a lot of stuff. So I think it is important to have the conversation with friends. And then when it's not your friends, it's another tricky thing. So I was actually just in Nashville, over the fall and one of my girlfriends is single and she saw a neighbor on Bumble and it was a neighbor who was married. And so she was like, oh man, if this was me, I would want to know. So she actually texted the wife. So they're like their neighborhood, like all the friends play. It's like very suburbia and everybody hangs out. So she texts the wife and she said, hey, um, this might not be any of my business, but I think I would want to know. I just want to let you know I saw your husband on Bumble. And the wife was just kind of like, kind of like yeah, cool. Uh, we have our, we have an agreement and like we have an open relationship. So thanks, but kind of like mind your business. And so she was kind of like, oh, okay, sorry. I didn't realize. And she just took a step back, but she was doing the right thing. So she thought, and the woman was just kind of like, you know, mind your own business, but you just don't know. Like some people do have different relationships that we just don't know about. Like yeah. we can assume that our relationship is how we want it to be, but you, we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those in- really interesting things that, you know, you don't really know what happens behind closed doors. You don't know what rules are set within the relationship. And then, like, how much of it really is your business. And so yeah. I think, so, for example, if maybe I didn't have that conversation with a girlfriend, and let's say if I did know for a fact that Lewis, as an example, was cheating on his girlfriend, if I knew that for a fact, I don't know that I would go to the girlfriend. I would go to Lewis and I would say, hey, I know this about you and I know for a fact, I want to tell your girlfriend, I'm going to give you two weeks. Yeah. I'm going to give you two weeks to, to come forward with it. And if you don't, I'm going to tell her. That's what I would do. I wouldn't go like straight to, I think if we hadn't had the conversation, mm-hmm. but I knew for a fact, but that's the thing is like, how, do you ever know for a fact? Right. Really? You know I mean? That's one of the things too, is like, what, you know, where's the line and what is your business? But going back to Candace's question of trusting the other woman, this is why it's tough. So Danny and I in Costa Rica and we went down, uh, flew from Los Angeles down to Costa Rica. And there was a woman on our flight who was also going to Rhythmia and she lives in LA. 
And she was telling us about her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. she was main, one of the main reasons she's actually going to Rhythmia is because she wanted to like kind of get some clarity on if she wanted to be in this relationship or not. And so she was telling us that her boyfriend is very flirtatious, almost to the point of being like very kind of inappropriate and, and embarrassing, embarrassing to her, which, mm-hmm. you know, is unfortunate because we know how that feels. Like when, you know, you feel like the person you're with is just disrespecting you in a way. And so she was telling us some specific stories about her boyfriend. For example, he was getting, they were getting a couple's massage and he was, they were in the room together. Yep. In the same room. In the same room, getting a couple's massage. And there are two um, massage therapists and the boyfriend is actually flirting with the massage therapist right in front of the one, his girlfriend. And it was interesting for Danny and I because the woman actually started blaming the massage therapist. Yeah. She was saying that the massage therapist was giggling and was kind of felt like the massage therapist was egging it on. And so this woman obviously didn't trust other women. Yeah. Danny and I immediately got like this <laughs> this red flag moment like, of like what? Like it was just a twilight zone moment. You know, I get it. But at the same time, if you put yourself in the shoes of the massage therapist, she's there to work, to, to do, do a job. This is a job. She is, this is a client of hers. She feels probably awkward and uncomfortable. So she's not going to like reprimand him right then, right? Yep. Like she's probably going to maybe tell that her boss later or something like that. But in the moment she's trying to be agreeable. Yep. Trying to be nice, trying to like get herself through that moment. And so Danny and I kind of separately talked about it. We just said, you know, this is a problem. Like it's not the other woman's fault. It's really yeah. not. And like that is hard. That's a hard pillow for us to swallow yeah. too, because we've been with, with, you know, we've been with our, our husbands who we felt as if, you know, maybe the other woman was going after or like pursuing yep. our husband. Yeah. It was so weird to hear that, how she blamed the massage therapist, even though earlier she told us how he's known to be flirtatious. He's known to be this guy. And then he's just embarrassing to her in and, public. And, like she doesn't bring him to places. Yeah. And she would give really a lot of examples. And then I think there was even like a secretary example yep. where somebody that she worked with, she goes, well, he, I guess he was having an affair. Oh, it was her ex-husband. Yeah. Her ex-husband was, had an affair with the secretary and she said, oh, well the secretary would show up and she was just like dressed inappropriately and wearing short skirts. Wearing, yeah. Some, wearing like, short skirts. And, and I'm like, okay, she's at work and her husband is in a position of power. Who's the boss. And yes, I'm not going to say that whatever the woman did was okay. Knowing she was knowing that he was married, but it's like, obviously it's not just the woman's fault in this. Like there is a other person involved. There's two people involved and the massage therapist one was just specifically extra ridiculous to me. Cause I'm going, that woman was there to do a job. And I don't know if I would have reacted any different if I'm a massage therapist and trying to do a job and a guy is like flirting or being kind of inappropriate. I don't know. I would just, I would probably giggle too. Like I try to diffuse the situation with laughter or something. Cause and you're, you're not, a, and you're a strong woman yeah. too. Like that's the thing is like you and I are both strong women and we'd probably do something similar. Yeah. So for imagine a woman who's a little bit more intimidated than you yeah. and I might be too. And it's, I think it is easy to blame the other woman. Yeah. It's just the, it's a lower hanging fruit, especially because you love your partner, you love your boyfriend, you love your husband. So it's an easier, just like to, it's an easier scapegoat to be like, well, she was obviously being inappropriate. And like, yes, she was, you know, like I know for my example with Jade, like, you know, definitely the other woman was not blameless. Yeah. But it's not 100%. That's why I'm always confused when, when people blame the other person only yeah. and don't keep their partner or spouse accountable. Right. And just go, well, it's easy because these women are. And I get it. Like, well, I even get triggered. But. Even back to Candace's point on other people not speaking up. And there's, there. I mean, there's layers and layers, right? So let's just say the person who was having the relationships with Lewis 
probably knew that he was with a girlfriend. She could have gone to um, his girlfriend as well. I mean, there's a lot of people who could have, mm-hmm. but it's like, who knows what he was telling her? You know, I know for when, when Nate was having an affair with the girl that he was having an affair with, when I read the text, there were messages saying, oh, I'm getting a divorce anyway. Like, I don't know what he was telling her. He was telling her we were getting a divorce. So she probably in her mind, even though she knew we were married, thought maybe it was okay because we were splitting up, which wasn't like in my, that was like news to me. I was like, really? We're getting a divorce? We never (laughs) had this talk before. That's fucking news to me. But we don't know what's being told on the other side. Obviously, the person in the middle has to be feeding some bullshit lies or something that's going on. So I don't know. It's I understand that it can be hard to trust these other women, but also you have to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes and go, when is it my place to say something? Yep. Now, that being said, there was a comment below about silence being a part of a lot of problems. And there's definitely silence being a part of a lot of problems in this world. But then the question becomes, what is back to our episode yeah. of like, what is yours to please? Sure, sure. And it's, I think there's, you know, when it is important to speak up, when it is important to say something, it's like, when is there, when there's abuse happening, when there are things yes. that are illegal or somebody's getting hurt. Yes. Or a group is being oppressed or like yes. something like that, where it's not like a preference yeah. versus a, like a right and a wrong. And there's like oppression. You know what I mean? Like there has yep. to be there. Cause that's the hard thing, right? Cause I'm, you know me, like I'm very much, um, I'm terrified of being self-righteous. And I think it's so easy to be because the nature of self-righteousness is that you are literally blind to there being any other way to do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really easy to be self-righteous around, I don't know, anything, relationships, nutrition, even religion, politics, whatever. And the nature of self-righteousness is that you literally cannot consider another way to do things. But what's to say that your way is the only way? Yeah. Your way is right to you. Yeah. You know, so like, so, but what are the rules around complicity? And I think that's an important, com- you know, conversation to have. Yeah. So yes, so if someone is being abused, yeah. if someone is being oppressed, yeah. if someone is not, is being denied basic rights, like, yes, I think that's very easily a right and wrong issue. Yeah. But when it comes to preference around relationships or, or sex or whatever, like who's to say what's right? Hey, all we need to interrupt this episode just to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Organifi. Love those guys. I really have been digging the greens lately. And one of the things that people always ask about, so you guys know they do have a greens and reds powder. And one thing that people always ask is, you know, do you actually feel different on it? Like, yeah. And I do IV stuff too. And people are like, do you feel different on that? Honestly, I feel extremely different when I'm taking the greens, especially from traveling and stuff, because it's not really about like the, the, the health benefits so much as about, I guess, like the micronutrients yeah. that you're getting. Because I just don't get as many vegetables, as many fruits. Like, you know that we just don't cook all that much so sometimes like I just do skimp on vegetables or it naturally happens and I do feel a lot different like energy wise on the greens I 100% do in fact every when I'm really consistent with it especially I notice and I don't know if it's so much of the micronutrients for myself but I know when I was dealing with adrenal fatigue the ashwagandha and rhodiola helped me so much like helping with stress and making me feel more energized so I make it such a good habit and what I do is just like right in the morning before my coffee I basically just chug it down and I don't know, it's good. I kind of look forward to it. I know. I love how they come in like individual packets. I just mix it with like about eight ounces of water in yep. the morning and just like chug it straight down. And you know, a lot of greens powders like don't taste that great. And I actually really like the way this that this one tastes. I do too. It's kind of minty if you want to yep. know like matcha-y, I guess, matcha-esque. Yeah. But 
Yeah, feels super good. Like tastes super clean, and it's not gritty. I had some that are like you, you drink it, and at the bottom, it's f- like sand. I know it, it, <laughs> it mixes really happen. well. But yeah, if you guys want to try Organifi, go to Organifi.com and use the Best Life at checkout, and they give you twenty percent off just for listening to our podcast. And we want to thank you guys for supporting them because they support us and allow us to keep doing this. Love so thanks, Organifi. It's so tricky too, because like going back to what we said at the beginning of asking, would you want to know? And some people wouldn't want to know. There are sometimes that people kind of do know and put their mm-hmm. blinders on, yep. right? Or, totally. you know, and it, let's just say totally. back in the case of Lewis too, maybe if it's somebody who is celebrity status or higher status, and, and we see this all the time yep. at celebrities having affairs. It's like, okay, well, maybe you understand that this person is philandering and whatever, but he comes home to you and you're like, I'm just going to put my blinders on. When he's on the tour bus doing his band thing, he's doing his thing. Or when he's like, uh, you know, being his little celebrity, he does what he wants. But then when he's home, he's with me. And so I just keep my blinders on Mm -hmm. and some women want to live that way or men, you know, however it goes. And it's, there's also this piece of, let's just say back to this example again, let's say I did come to Jen and say, Hey, you know what? Lewis made this comment to me. How does she not know that I'm just some jealous person who's trying to start shit because I really do want to try to get her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like that's something too, where again, women, not trusting women. If I was dating somebody kind of with higher status and girls were coming to me saying that, Maybe my first thought would be like, oh, these chicks just want what I got and they're just trying to like make me wonder. And of course, what would I do? I'd go to my boyfriend or husband and go, hey, this chick said something. And he would be like, oh gosh, they're just jealous. Don't listen. So there's that whole thing of who's telling the truth. Why would they want it? Why would like what? Why would I go up to this girl and tell her unless I'm trying to break them up? Like I don't know her really well. So there's no reason for me to go up to her unless I was had ulterior motives maybe why would I just be suddenly wanting to help her so there's yeah it's so multifaceted and you know I have a question for you and and say you started and this has definitely come up for me too in the last you know 10 months or whatever that I've been dating Keith is like okay say you start dating someone and you start going you say well I trust him I just don't trust other women I think that's a very common Mm -hmm. phrase well I trust him I just don't trust other women so what are the rules around that? And I guess I'll just like be super vulnerable and share this because it's something that's kind of like timely in, in my life is, you know, I'm dating my boyfriend and he has a good friend of his who is like kind of an Instagram like influencer type person. And um, he has a, a pretty big following, but most of her photos are, they're of her body. They're of her like bare ass. They're her in a thong. They are just photos that I personally wouldn't respect, but it's fine. But he's, you know, he's friends with her. He's been friends with her for a long time. Yep. And part of me is like, what's up with that? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, and I even told him early on, I'm like, you know, if you're attracted to that, I'm not attracted to you. Yep. And that is something that I do at times get triggered by because I'm like, I trust him, but I've never met her. So sure. for me, I think my big trigger is inclusion. I think I need to be like, you know what? Like, I should know who that is. Like, we should go all go to coffee or yeah. something. Like, yeah. that would make me feel more comfortable. Like, I trust what he tells me because that's my only option. But I'm like, what's that about? You yep. know what I mean? Like, that feels just a little bit incongruent. Yep. And so for me, it's always been a trigger of mine. Obviously, that's the thing that makes affairs so painful is the exclusion of, like, not knowing so I think for me, it would have to be like, I can trust another woman so long as she knows that I know she exists and that like, we're f- like, we, we like, you know, like we're friends too, or there's yep. some sort of like inclusion there. 
And so I think that for me would be part of what I would need. <sighs> it's or it's, do you just fucking trust? I know, or you just don't trust anyone. Like I mean, <laughs> you because <laughs> you trust everybody or you trust it, nobody. It's funny because I used to say I trust Nate. I don't trust other chicks because I could see. It. And then it's like, yeah. but then he turned to be the person that I could trust too. <laughs> so it's like shit. You just don't trust anyone but yourself, or I don't you know. just trust everybody. And or that's you just the thing. trust everybody. Or you just go. You know what? I yeah. trust everyone, and most of all, I trust myself. Yes to be able to handle, because I think about that, you know, I know it's kind of like morbid or it's kind of weird or whatever, but I do think about that, you know, like I've been with Keith long enough that I, you know, would definitely be upset if things didn't, you know, kind of like if they didn't keep going or like something happened. But at the same time, I feel like I'm okay with that in a weird way, just only because I do trust myself to be able to handle it, no matter what that is, whether it's another case of infidelity or whether it's just things don't work out or like something happens or like, I don't know, like something happens with me and I want to go in a different direction, you know? And I think that so long as you have the trust in yourself that you're strong enough to handle even the shittiest stuff, then you have to remind yourself of that in the moments of insecurity when you don't trust women, you have to go, or you don't trust your spouse, or you don't trust, like you have to go like, you know what? Let's just assume all of that might happen. Yeah. I know that's kind of like morbid to say, yeah. but like, let's just assume that all of that might happen. Could I handle it? Yep. And for me, that feels really liberating. I think for yeah. a lot of people, it feels really scary to consider that. For me, it feels really liberating. I'm like, you know what? Not that I assume it's going to happen, but like that it could. And then I just go, well, I trust myself and that's human nature and people are going to be people and I can't really control that. So what I can control is how I respond. That's it's so tough, good, dude. It's so good. Like it's a hard lesson, but it's so, it's so freaking true. Like I think so many women try to control what their partners are doing, doing. or looking at. Like yes. who are you following on Instagram? Like if they unfollow all these chicks, then they won't do anything. And like, oh, if the girls just wouldn't post these pictures of themselves, it's right, like, but they, they are. Be there to like, right. <laughs> well, they are. Another, so you can't that, stop it. Like uh, the, all of those things you can't control. So you can literally only control what you will do and how you will react and how yeah. you can handle it. And that's like, I don't know. I feel like there's no better. There's no like foolproof way. Yeah. But this is like one way that you can just go, okay, well, yeah. And so I feel like we're talking about like a couple of different issues because there's like trusting women and yeah. then it's also the influencer aspect. Yep. And I don't know how much of, I can just speak to my personal experience. So I was in Lewis's mastermind last year. I did not do it this year. A little bit. I would say this was a consideration. It wasn't the main consideration. Mm-hmm. It was a consideration, but it wasn't the main consideration. But I had already kind of decided I wasn't going to do it this year before. Mm-hmm. Before we knew. Before, yeah, before mm-hmm. we kind of knew. Yeah, I mean- like I said too earlier, I think, you know, Jill and I had seen aspects of Lewis, not, you know, it's questionable, but not, there was nothing so blatant, so blatant, bad, or that we knew that it was like, you know, we're not going to blast on social media. Yeah. And because, you know, we see people in different aspects and Jill and I are, we are in this funny, interesting (laughs) position that people seem to show us their real sides. And also, you know, I have an off the wall and sometimes inappropriate sense of humor. So I feel like maybe people can feel that they can throw those kind of jokes around with me or say that kind of thing to me. So I don't ever take it too seriously. So I, you know, it's like everybody has a front facing camera personality and then they may have their more like straight edge, you know, regular personality. And I think that more often, like one of the reasons why I try to be as real as possible and why I swear or why I do whatever I do online. I just try to be who I am. So when people meet me in person, they're like, oh, you're just like how I thought you were. So I think there can be something really tricky when you're not that all the time. But 
marketing, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of aspects to it. But ultimately, if there was something like really... And also, blatant, neither one of us know what it's like to have a multiple seven-figure business, too. No. And like, that's not to defend anything. It's just saying like, you know, I can understand that when you have, you do feel, and it's not an excuse, by the way, it's just more like when you have a multiple seven figure business, it is a lot scarier, I yeah. think to, to, and it's, it's not an excuse again. Like, I don't know. I don't think that I would do it, but I can't, I don't know what the level of risk feels like at mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know, like to be like, okay, you know, which is, which should I do? Should I come clean yep. uh, on my brand? I mean, I personally would, but should I come clean on my brand and risk the financial hit it's going to take and like yep. our reputation hit it's going to take? Or do I just not say anything and I just manage it? Yeah. I just block people. I just delete comments. I just try and like manage this like small, tiny little group of people of my brand that know about this. Yeah. It's a damn good point that I haven't really thought of either. Yeah. <laughs> I just know for me, and we talked about this in the authenticity episode, like I viscerally, I couldn't handle having a huge secret like that and not yeah. talking about my brand. Like I can understand processing. Like it took a, both of us kind of a long time to talk about it publicly. What, what went on with us, but yeah, it did take us a while. So I would like to know, like if you guys are in the Facebook group and after you hear this episode, I would love to know if you've actually had these conversations with your girlfriends mm-hmm. or friends, if you've had like the yo, if you see anything, would you say something or, or if you've asked or if you don't want to know or, or if maybe somebody's told you something in the past and how did that affect you? Cause I'm sure there's people out there who have maybe had a partner do something, a friend came out and then you either left because of it or it caused some issues that you guys fixed. So it might've helped you. So I'm really curious yeah. as to like all the aspects of somebody's come to you and said something, how did you take that? If you've been in the position of maybe needing to say something and you did or didn't, mm-hmm. how did that go for you? Mm-hmm. And then what would you want if it was, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was you, would you want to know or not know? So I would love like all of these parts of the conversation. So go to the bestlifepodcast.com and let's talk about this more. Cause I think it's a great conversation to have. And I think it's great to see and hear all of the different sides of it because um, I don't think all of us are going to agree. I don't think there's one right way or wrong way, but I think it's really personal preference of what you would prefer to know. And maybe um, explaining why you feel the way you do would help others uh, and also, as like, well. one other point that I want to make is, like, remember, influencers, like, and Candace mentioned, mentioned the word influencer multiple times, and not just about Lewis, but other people, too. Like, they're just humans, too. And mm-hmm. if I could give all of us one piece of advice is, like, don't put these fucking people on pedestals. Like, just don't. Yeah, they have a huge following online, but that does not mean shit. Yeah. It really doesn't. It's just a person. And anytime we put someone else on a pedestal, it means we need to be down below. And I don't like that feeling. So remember like this person just an at, it doesn't, I'm not excused by the way, but I think it's more just a cautionary tale for all of us not to put someone who has a huge following on the internet as like some sort of like godlike figure. I would like for them to be integrous. I think that that's, you know, but at the same time, like they're not anyone special. Like I can tell you from Danny and I, like we're like, there's no, just because someone has a huge following doesn't mean that they are any better than you or us or anything like that. So I don't know. I mean, it's not an excuse for behavior, but there is a lot of responsibility when you have that many eyes on you, but they're all just still human too. So just remember that they're not any better. They're not any more (laughs) qualified, any more experienced. It's just, it just, they happen to spend their time getting followers. Amen. A to the men. All right, y'all. Hey, by the way, thank you guys for the latest reviews. We have some new reviews up, which is exciting. We got a lot at the beginning, but if you haven't, 
and you get a chance. We would really love if you leave a review and a rating on the podcast. It helps more people follow us and find us. It helps more people get maybe hear some of these messages that maybe they need to hear and just broaden the conversations that I think these are important conversations to have. So thanks so much and we'll see ya. Bye guys. Bye.